Welcome to this episode of Litigation Briefs, Media Shorts on Law and Courts. I'm Scott Dodson, a distinguished professor of law at UC Hastings College of the Law and the director of the Center for Litigation and Courts, which produces this series. Sometimes a plaintiff in a lawsuit has a choice of which court to file in. Other times the defendant has a choice to move the case to a different court than the one the plaintiff chose. Court choices include state court or federal court, a court in one state or a court in another state, and an American court or a foreign court. Lawyers call these choices forum shopping because the party is selecting a forum that presumably the party prefers over the others for strategic or convenience reasons. How does forum shopping work? And what factors do parties consider? And is forum shopping a bad thing? Here to help me with these questions is my guest, Pamela Bookman, Associate Professor of Law at Fordham Law School. Pam, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. What kinds of forum shopping are there and how do they arise under the law? Thanks, that's a great question. There's actually a lot of kinds of forum shopping, but they all start with, as you just mentioned, a choice, right? Some kinds of lawsuits, like a dispute between two people in the same town over a slip and fall accident, may be able to be filed only in one local court. It may be very clear there's one court with authority and that's the only one. But for a lot of other kinds of cases, more than one court may have the authority to hear the case. And so plaintiffs, the people who choose to file the lawsuit, get to choose where to file it. Uh, but sometimes, as you just mentioned, the, def the defendants also can forum shop. And once they're sued in one place, can try to move the suit to a different court of their choice instead. So, for example, uh, the United States has both federal courts and state courts. Those are two kinds of court systems. They have overlapping jurisdiction, which means that certain cases could be heard in either federal court or state court. The plaintiff uh, first chooses where to file the case. If the plaintiff chooses federal court, the, the case stays there. But if the plaintiff chooses state court, the defendant then has a forum shopping option. They have the chance to move the case to federal court if it's the kind of case that the federal court also has authority over. So the United States has this federal and state court overlapping authority situation, but it also has different, uh, different state court systems and different state laws. So which state hears the case can also be important. So let's say um, you and I get into a lawsuit because I think that on this podcast, you've defamed me, right? You've said something bad about my reputation. It may matter a lot under the law or under the procedures, whether that suit is heard in California or in New York, uh, both in terms of which state's law applies and which state's procedures apply. So the law, um, writ large, often allows a case to be filed in two or more states. Uh, and we, I may be allowed to sue in either New York or California, and then I, as the plaintiff, get to choose which state to file that lawsuit. Um, we mentioned that if a defendant is sued in state court, they can remove under certain circumstances to federal court. But what if they're sued in a state and they don't like which state they're sued in? So under circum certain circumstances, if this case is filed in a federal court in one state, like if I sue you in New York federal court, you might have the opportunity to ask to transfer the case to a federal court 
to ask the federal court in New York to transfer the case to a federal court in California. But if I'm suing in state court in New York, then there's no transfer option between state court in New York and state court in California. And similarly with courts in different countries, right? There's no, they're not within the same legal system, so you can't easily transfer the cases between them. So sometimes a case with international issues can be heard here, can be heard either in the United States or abroad. So again, let's say we're doing this podcast from California, but I'm in London, right? And I think you've defamed me. Then um, I have the initial choice of whether to sue in London or whether to sue in California, for example. Now, if you don't like the country you're sued in, you can't directly transfer the case to a different country, but there may be opportunities to get this, the case dismissed because you're saying it should have been filed in a different country, right? So both in London and in New York uh, or in California, you could say, you know, there's this doctrine called forum nonconvenience. You could say, um, please dismiss the case under that doctrine because it was sued. You sued me in the wrong country. Why? Does the law allow for forum shopping or overlapping jurisdiction? Right. So, so those are two interesting ways of saying this, the same question, but with a different emphasis, right? The law um, has overlapping authority, both um, because for, for a lot of reasons, right? So, for example, in the United States, just like you pay both federal and state taxes, right? Some disputes arising out of the same set of facts can be heard in either state or federal court. Um, and the reason for that is that, you know, multiple governmental authorities may have something to say about that dispute, right? Um, so one reason for that is that you don't want cases to fall through the cracks, right? It can be hard to very narrowly define which cases belong in which court and so different courts um, have overlapping jurisdictions so that so that these cases don't fall through the cracks. But also to the extent that you know the federal court and the state court represent governments with different kinds of authority, they may have authority, they may both have the authority over the same geographic jurisdiction. Or if we were talking about this defamation suit, right? California has authority, wants to have authority over regulating what you say, but maybe New York wants to have authority over making sure that I have a forum in which to sue somebody who defames my reputation in New York. So both New York and California have an interest in providing a court to adjudicate a dispute like that. Um, so it's hard, as I said, for the law to correctly allocate a case to its best court and different systems like New York and California might disagree about which one is best for adjudicating a certain case. Um, and so the law usually gives that choice to plaintiffs. They have the uphill battle and the burden of proof in proving their case. And to be clear, the plaintiff's choice is not unlimited, right? I'm not able to sue necessarily in every single state, but um, I'm I get to choose between the different courts that have the authority, that have an interest in providing a, a, uh, in providing a forum for adjudicating this kind of case. Um, and so, uh, the plaintiff's choice is also limited by the defendant's ability to make certain choices. As we said, um, you know, my choice to sue you in state court may be limited if you choose to uh, remove the case to federal court, if that federal court is going to have that authority. So there's often a range of options for any given case because multiple, um, multiple governmental authorities have, uh, have an interest in, in offering a court for any given case. 
And the law generally allows the parties to exercise that choice when they have one. What factors do parties generally consider in, when they forum shop? Yeah, so there, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of different factors. And if you think about litigation generally, especially among sophisticated parties, there's a lot of strategy in litigation, right? So there's also, there's some benign ways of choosing, of describing these strategic choices, and there are some uh, less benign ways of, of describing them, right? So, and that gets to why forum shopping tends to have such a bad reputation, right? So it's all about how you characterize these choices. You might say that a plaintiff chooses a forum, say, if I choose to sue you in New York, in our defamation example, it's geographically convenient for me. Maybe I think that the New York courts have particular expertise in the case or that um, the law in New York is either well-developed or favorable to me or uh, um, you know, better known or understood to the lawyer that I chose. So I might choose to sue in the court that, um, another way of saying it is that I might choose to sue in the court where I think I will win. <laughs> and I think that New York courts will be more likely to favor me, whether I'm because I'm a New York citizen um, or for other reasons, you know, knowing about the law in New York or how cases tend to uh, play out there. Um, or maybe I've chosen the court that where I think I will get the most money from my suit, or maybe even I'll just choose the court that I think will be least convenient for you, right? I think <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to make this easy for you. I'm mad at you. I'm suing you for doing, you know, doing something wrong to me. Um, I want to inconvenience, I want to inconvenience you. And I think it's, strategically good for me in litigation to be inconveniencing you as much as possible to make it as expensive for you as possible so to encourage you to, to settle or you know give up and uh, give me what I want. So that's sort of a spectrum of uh, different options, some of which sound benign and like regular things that one does in litigation and some of which go towards you know thinking maybe I'm being too mean, um, <laughs> you know maybe I'm being too strategic or, uh, or manipulative, right? Um, and the other thing I want to mention, though, about um, forum shopping is that sometimes, depending on how stark the differences may be between a litigation, say, in California or in New York, plaintiffs may also uh, try to push the envelope in terms of interpreting the authority of the court that they want, right? So we started off with this defamation case, assuming that I can sue in New York or I could sue in California, that both of those states might have an interest in hearing this case. But let's say uh, the best defamation law in the country were in Washington state, and I wanted to be able to sue there. Now, you and I met in a conf at a conference in Seattle many years ago, and um, maybe I could go there and say, Washington state, you should have authority over this case because we met there a long time ago. And so I want, I want Washington state and Washington law to govern this dispute. That might seem like a stretch, right? That's a pretty tenuous connection between that state and our dispute. Um, and that can be a case where forum shopping starts to sound strategic in a way that seems unfair, right? That I'm manipulating the system, trying to come up with any kind of tenuous relationship to that forum, um, to try to take advantage of what I see as the best law out there. So that can be seen as abusive, or some people just say it's creative law lawyering. So <laughs> it's a different of opinion. What are some downsides of forum shopping, like your Washington case, for example? Yeah, so there's a there's a couple of uh, sort of key reasons why people why forum shopping is sometimes called the longest four letter word in transnational litigation, right? Um, it gets a really bad rep, 
And, um, and, it, and it's often uh, associated with this strategic abusive uh, lawyering. So there's a few reasons for this. Uh, I'll talk about, um, so critics are suspicious about plaintiff's motives. Um, that's true whether the plaintiffs, whether the plaintiffs are unilaterally like by themselves choosing the court. It can also be true about parties' joint motives for um, choosing the forum, even if they agree. There's also a third reason, I'll go through these in a minute, um, about sort of depriving the court that should be hearing the case of the opportunity to hear it. And then fourth, there's a question of the incentives it creates for certain courts to try to attract litigation, to say, hey, hey, choose me, shop here. So, um, so first, the most common thing is about plaintiff's motives. So a lot of the theorists think that forum shopping is bad because plaintiffs choose uh, the forum that they want for you know, manipulative reasons or unfair reasons. And that's the Washington case, right? We don't even have jurisdiction in Washington, but I'm going to go there and forum shop there to try to, first of all, you know, get the best outcome I can, um, and maybe also just to litigate over jurisdiction over the court's authority in the first place and drag this out as long as possible. Um, so those can be seen as sort of bad motives when the plaintiff gets to choose uh, him or herself. Second, there are times when the parties choose together which court to, um, to have their case heard in. So for example, you and I may have had a contract before we entered into this podcast um, where we agreed that any disputes arising out of this relationship we have will um, be heard in a certain court or sometimes even in, in arbitration or outside of courts. Um, and some say that that supports the party's rights to choose, that you and I, you know, we have, we have free will in entering into this agreement um, and we can we could decide to resolve our disputes by flipping the coin if we wanted, and we can decide which court to choose. Um, but critics say that through that kind of forum shopping, even though we've both agreed that a particular forum is best for both of us, that we might get to circumvent certain laws or regulations that might otherwise apply. Um, and then the, the other two um, sort of critiques are not based on the parties, but more based on the courts, right? So a third reason is the courts that don't get paid. Right. So if the plaintiff, if I choose to go to Washington and sue there, California might say, hey, I have a real interest in providing the court that regulates what people say in California. Or New York might say, we have a real interest in protecting our citizens from uh, you know, bad speech um, that, that harms them. So by suing in Washington, I don't let California or New York have their say in providing a, a court for, the, for that dispute. And then finally, there's the incentives for a state like Washington in this example. I don't mean to malign Washington. I also don't even know about its defamation laws. <laughs> but, um, but forum shopping is sometimes criticized for what's called forum selling. So there are some courts that might want to be the forum to adjudicate certain kinds of disputes. And so, for example, for a long time, the law allowed a patent claim about a product like a cell phone to be, um, if you had a patent claim, you could bring that suit in almost any federal district court in the country. So you had your choice of federal courts, which district you wanted to sue in. And the Eastern District of Texas became famous for its plaintiff-friendly laws in patent cases. And critics said that the judges there catered to those plaintiffs for a lot of reasons, not least of which was to sort of bring the business of patent adjudication to this small town in Texas, Eastern Texas, where the courthouse was. And so famously, Samsung, which, heard, which had a lot of patent cases there, they built an ice skating rink across the street from the courthouse in Texas 
um, in order to, uh, you know, sort of cater to that court that was itself catering to this uh, patent litigation. So um, those are some those are some of the downsides that the critics focus on, and, and they're real, right? I mean, these are real um, effects. What about some upsides to form shopping? Sure. So so I think there are there. Are, there are more upsides to form shopping than the term usually gets credit for. Um, there are two kinds of form shopping that are generally regarded positively. Um, and so they sometimes don't even get called form shopping because um, that term has so many neg negative connotations. So one kind is, as we just discussed, when parties agree on the best form, for example, through a form selection clause in their contract. When those contracts are between two sophisticated parties who know what they're signing on to, it's often said that they should get to choose that forum. They're the best in the best position to understand what suits their mutual preferences and the needs of their, um, of their relationship. So for example, if parties in New York and Paris are engaged in a contract, maybe they agree to litigate in London because that turf seems more neutral as between them. They both know what they're going into. London is a place that has courts that are well known for being efficient and reliable and predictable. And if the two parties in New York and Paris agree to that, why deny them that opportunity? Um, so second, as I mentioned earlier, another sort of good reason for, um, for forum shopping can be that plaintiffs already have an uphill battle when trying to prove their case. So shouldn't they get to choose among the available options, right? Among the courts with authority to hear the case, shouldn't they be able to choose which one they want to litigate in? This is the sticking point that sometimes gets lost, I think, in forum shopping debates, because people start arguing about, well, should this court have authority to hear the case? Um, but if you assume that a, that a plaintiff has two available options, like New York and California, like we were talking about, shouldn't I get to choose which one I think is, is sort of better strategically for me? Um, and then a, a third option, which is sort of the flip side of the forum selling argument, is that sometimes party choice can result in a race to the top, right? In different courts offering, uh, you know, better, more efficient procedures. Maybe parties want to choose that. So an example of that is like the rocket docket, uh, so-called in the Eastern District of Virginia, has a reputation for very quickly resolving disputes and therefore attracting litigants in some, in some contexts. Now, there can be market failures and the line between sort of affirmative forms, a good forum selling, bad forum selling can be just as hard to find as between um, <coughs> good forum shopping and bad forum shopping. Um, but, the, but the last point um, is that forum shopping can encourage legal reform and procedural innovation, that one party can sort of bring a new idea to another court and, um, and forum shop that way, which can lead to- What uh, reforms to forum shopping if any, would you propose? I think there have been a lot of reforms that target the perceived evils of forum shopping in the last decade or two that I think have gone too far, that have sort of fear-mongered, saying forum shopping is so terrible, um, giving defendants more opportunities to get to federal court, for example, and stay there, um, and a series of Supreme Court cases that have narrowed the options available to plaintiffs, for example, when they as to when they can sue foreign companies in the United States. So there have been a lot of reforms targeting forum shopping um, that have arguably, I, I think I've argued, have gone too far. 
the, the reforms that I have advocated have focused on sort of changing the way we think about forum shopping as this four letter word. Of course, lawyers in litigation are strategic about where they bring suit. They should be, right? It's arguably malpractice if they don't do so, right? If there are two courts with jurisdiction and you choose the one that's less advantageous to you because it's more convenient for your opponent, that's just bad lawyering, right? Don't do that. Um, so I think clarity about which courts have authority over which cases can help litigation not take forever, not get bogged down. I don't wanna say that forum shopping is always good, but pushing the envelope on whether a court can hear a particular case can be good. Um, and I, want, I would like to sort of shift the analysis away from judging litigants for their motives, whether it's strategic or a positive motive or a fat, negative motive, and instead focus on how we define what authority courts should have. So for example, should parties be able to mutually choose a court if they have no connection to it whatsoever? Should there be limits on how far courts can go to attract litigation? even to the detriment of other public interests. I think there should be, right? So for example, a court can't say, come litigate in this court and we promise that all your filings will be confidential, right? That might be uh, attractive to certain kinds of parties, but it would also be to the detriment of other public interests, including you know, open access to justice. And uh, a court can't say that, right? You can't forum sell your court um, in that kind of way. So defining these limits can be challenging, but I would urge forum shopping opponents to go in that direction rather than focusing so much on parties' motives. Well, Pam, thanks so much for helping us understand forum shopping. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. This episode was produced by the Center for Litigation and Courts at UC Hastings College of the Law. If you enjoyed this episode of Litigation Briefs, I hope you'll tune in to future episodes. In fact, I hope you'll consider subscribing to our YouTube channel and audio podcast, which can be accessed through the Center for Litigation and Courts website at sites.uchastings.edu slash CLC. While you're at it, encourage a friend to do the same. This is Litigation Briefs, respectfully submitted, Scott Dodson. <laughs>